ladies and gentlemen and non-binaries, welcome to your five minutes of funk, an American cultural think tank, five minutes at a time. This is Tim. And have you noticed that we talk about Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. a couple of times a year without fail? It happens in January around his birthday, and it also happens during Black History Month. And the other times you hear about him is during the uh, like the NAACP Image Awards or the BET Awards, where you have somebody that roll out saying that they want to thank God for being their Lord and Savior and thank their mama and the Reverend Dr. Martin Luther the King, right? So, <laughs> so I'm making a change because I want to talk about him now. I'm gonna gonna slide in here between his birthday and uh, Black History Month. And uh, I want to say a few things to be clear. So let's talk for a minute about Martin Luther King Jr. Okay. You know, as I mentioned a second ago, we have our pockmarked days in the year where we have an obligation, if you will. It's this tacit requirement to talk about the life of Dr. King. And I and, and I am usually all for it. I you know, I, there's there's nothing like extolling the virtues of an American hero. Right. And I don't think that it's an overstatement to say that Martin Luther King is seen as a hero, not just amongst us left wing Afro-Americans, but also uh, you get you get people on Fox News that talk about what a great man he was and 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 what they love to do is they fall back on his um his message of nonviolent disobedience and 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 there's an issue that I have with the way that these individuals who I have regarded on this very lovely podcast as the enemy I I had I take umbrage with the fact that the enemy see fit to not only borrow from Martin Luther King's message to be able to talk about how he was this this beacon of hope for disenfranchised people, but they take it and try to remove a very powerful element from Martin Luther King's message. So, as you know, Martin Luther King was a man of god so to speak he was he he was a minister and he was the pastor of the Ebenezer Baptist Church in Atlanta and what people don't recall and, and I don't and I guess recall is a bit of a strong term to use but as a as as a segment of black history in this country it is important to note that there has been a symbiotic relationship between protest and the church. You know, I mean, even in the days of chattel slavery in the American South, enslaved people were allowed to meet and congregate to worship so long as they were worshiping the Christian God of the uh, of, of the slave owners, 
But the enslaved people, this was their only time to really meet and and talk about stuff is under the guise of worship. Now, this is not to say that these that that enslaved people were not actually worshiping, but a tertiary function of these worship meetings, church services, if you will, was to discuss the atrocity of slavery, the deplorable conditions within which they lived. And resistance came part and parcel with religious expression in the black community. Enslaved people didn't have another outlet by which to 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 be able to meet and discuss the way forward. It happened in church. It happened in in a religious setting. So over time, there developed a symbiosis, if you will, between religion and social justice. It is from within this ethos that Martin Luther King was able to spread his message. And to have a man of God promote a nonviolent methodology of articulating the plight of African Americans was not just some pie in the sky, man of God, have mercy, turn the other cheek stuff. There was an actual methodology behind what Martin Luther King was trying to do with a message of nonviolence. Now, along the lines of full disclosure, I would say that for a good portion of my life as a black man growing up in the face of more or less implied racism, of institutional racism, where it was hidden behind uh, elements like legacy, of you lacking experience, of, 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 of all of these implicit elements to be able to execute racist stuff against me, I was never, and as a person who was never the victim of Jim Crow legislation. It was that was before my time where you had to ride in the back of the bus, use colored only restrooms and stuff like that. I, for a very long time, did not understand or agree with this blanket level of nonviolence as 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 proliferated by Martin Luther King. But that is proof positive that Martin Luther King was a far greater man than I am. The fact that Martin Luther King was able to 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 be so vociferously nonviolent was a testament 
to his dedication, to his singularity of vision that is virtually unparalleled by any other person that we would regard as an American hero at all. And, and, and understand the enormity of what I'm saying. Martin Luther King, by being a, 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 a proponent of nonviolent civil disobedience, meant that he had a vision that superseded everything and every principle that Americans allegedly hold near and dear to the American consciousness to the extent that it was more important than his own physical life. I understand the enormity of what that statement means. And here's why. Bomani Jones, you know, arguably the most prolific of sports analysts who is able to to incorporate all of these sociological issues into a sports context, put it best when he said that the one piece, and I'm paraphrasing here, mind you, the one piece of Martin Luther King's message that sets him apart from everyone else is that he had absolute moral clarity in his message. Absolute moral clarity. There was no ambiguity at all in what Martin Luther King was trying to say and to do to bring about social change. As a man of God, a, a, a preacher, a, a, a man of the pulpit, a, a pastor of a Christian church, with all due deference to the fact that he was a Christian, that is not really what is germane here. But what is germane is the fact that Martin Luther King employed a strategy that was absolutely in line with what American values purported themselves to be. Think about how America sells itself to the rest of the world. You know, in God we trust. And 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 and, and all of this stuff about being a, a, a country that is one nation under God. Yet, when it comes to matters of civil disobedience, you see the American powers, if you will, the government, that take on these atrocious methods to be able to squash these uh, these opposing views. Now, that statement I just said was a very vociferous, verbose way of saying this very thing. That Martin Luther King was able 
to show the depth of American hypocrisy squarely to the world, purely by virtue of his nonviolent approach to uh, social justice. What do I mean by that? It's this. As America tried to position itself as the moral police of the world, Martin Luther King took the path of showing just how hypocritical America was at this point. He was a Christian man who used Christian values to speak about nonviolence on the heels of women and children being sprayed with fire hoses for nonviolent protest. Police dogs being set upon folks who were trying to achieve equality by eating at lunch counters. You see the hypocrisy there? How is it that a country that purports itself to be the, 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 the moral police of the world, the ones who are always at the ready for human rights violations. Hell, communism was seen as the anathema of, 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 of social justice. Yet here's America standing as the beacon of supposed American values and all the while beating and spitting on peaceful civilians sitting at a lunch counter. Oh, yeah. How is it that a country that purports itself to be this, th to, to speak up on behalf of individual rights, beat and spit upon folks that, are, that want nothing more than to have the same rights as other people in that same country? Martin Luther King used nonviolent civil disobedience as language to display American duplicity from the bowels of its own hypocrisy. That is revolutionary. This is not the work or the ideology of some tree-hugging soft wokeness. This is a deliberate and brave attempt to show the world just how duplicitous America was. And baby, it worked. Because you can look at the strides that America has made in the areas of, 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 of civil rights. But before we get to that necessarily, we have to mention that this methodology on the part of Dr. King came at great cost. And by that great cost, we're talking about what we would normally refer to as the ultimate price. It cost him his life. Martin Luther King showed that 
the American, real American value is power. It's, it's being able to have autonomy with uh, how things plan out in the world around American values, if you will. It would be fair to note that Dr. Martin Luther King was, was, was assassinated in 1968, on April 4th, 1968, about nine months after he began a very concerted uh, outreach campaign against the Vietnam War. Now, it's one thing to, to execute what, what, what the government thought was some soft wokeness, if you will, about wanting to get equal rights for black people sitting at lunch counters or riding in the, in the front of the bus and stuff like that. Oh, but wait a minute. You're talking about the Vietnam War, which, you know, which, which was a very large campaign against communism, a very costly one, I might add. And it and, and I'm not going to go down a path of a of a deep conspiracy theory here, but you can draw your own inference that the moment that Martin Luther King started to speak out about the Vietnam War, he was assassinated to silence his voice. Now, what, what, whatever pro proclivities were attached to the Vietnam War on the part of the United States government, that aside. Martin Luther King was willing to give his life for the greater good of his message. Clarity. Moral clarity. It's the reason why Martin Luther King's legacy lives on to this day. Because we all know the hypocrisy that's embedded in American values. Don't believe anybody that sits up there and tries to make excuses for it because we all understand that while we're Americans and, and we're proud to be American and all that jazz, but the duplicity embedded there, hey, if you act like you don't see it, you're a goddamn fool because it's there. It's always been there. The founding fathers owning slaves and talking about uh, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness and the, unali the unalienable rights for life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Come on, man. That duplicity has been a part of the American identity since the beginning. And Martin Luther King displayed that at great personal cost to the entire world and demanded that his uh, supporters did the same thing. You know? I mean, the Southern 13 was a group in uh, Baton Rouge, Louisiana in the 50s that went around sitting at lunch counters to protest that they were white only. And guess what? They, the nonviolence was meant to show the world the, 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 the lengths that white supremacy will go to squash a particular uh, uh, call for equality that they just didn't believe in. It was brilliant. It was as brave as it, as it was brilliant. That's the reason why it, it, it bears mentioning to remember 
Martin Luther King's legacy well around uh, not just during his birthday or, or, or during Black History Month. This was the stuff that set him apart from any other American hero. And it is important to also note the great personal cost therein. So, to be clear, Martin Luther King gave his life for his legacy that still lives on. And in his message, even his enemies, people like Fox News and Trump, appropriate his image and they try to pervert it into some tree hugger, all he did was love everybody sort of thing but he was a fighter he was the ultimate in pointing out the duplicity of the American government and the American society of the time and there is no more powerful, or dare I use the term, better gesture of a hero than him. Ladies and gentlemen and non-binaries, this has been your five minutes of funk. So, to be clear, check out the Twitter feed at 5MofF1 for your recommendations, suggestions, bitches, moans, and gripes. I'm going to talk to you again in a few days, so until the next time, be good.